When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome in to the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Uh, like and subscribe. Leave us five-star. We appreciate all of you. Cards after dark. Uh, you know what we're about to get to. This is uh, Johnny Venerable joined by Mr. Bo Brock live in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl, which has taken, let's be let's be frank, it's not the backseat. It's the third row that you pop up. With all your kids shit on it, you take it and you pop it up. That's that's what the Senior Bowl is taking tonight, with all due respect to the fine folks at the Reese's Senior Bowl. But, Bo, we start the podcast 9 p.m. Arizona time tonight to talk about the fact that the Arizona Cardinals did not land Sean Payton. What's your uh, immediate reaction? It's a massive loss, right? We suffered 13 of them this year or watched 13 of them. You thought that there was going to be some hope in the form of maybe a head coach that was a proven commodity that could expedite a rebuild and that slipped through the grasp, right? He had seven, nearly eight hours at the team facility last week. And it really does feel like Denver, Sean Payton and his representation done got us again. They, they the same thing as Peyton Manning. They they leveraged the Arizona Cardinals. The market for Sean Payton was right. Benjamin Albright taken just dagger after dagger today after what he, where he stood this entire time, but it, it did play out as the Denver Broncos were in desperation mode. And where they turned when they were desperate was the willingness to give the Saints exactly what they wanted as far as compensation. A 2023 first-round pick, a 2024 second-round pick, and then the compensation as far as the salary for Sean Payton. Of course, Walmart ownership, they've got deep enough pockets to give him whatever they want. And it's felt like, you know, this is where Sean Payton wanted to go. It was his one seat as well. And that's a bummer, I think, when you look at as far as the time he spent with Bidwell last week, that he wasn't able to negotiate or at least get the Cardinals in the conversation. Yeah, I listened to Colin Cowherd's podcast tonight, and Colin said that he had spoken with Sean earlier this week, and there was a strong possibility he felt like that Sean was going to go back to Fox. So that tells you that I people are saying that the Cardinals got played. Maybe they did. Um, I think it's less that and more that the Cardinals had that meeting with, with Sean on Thursday. And then they were like Friday, either Sean went to the Cardinals or the Cardinals went to Sean. There's, they said, we're not interested. Somebody said, we're not interested to somebody else. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. Maybe the Broncos played a part in it. 
The Broncos tried to get D'Amico Ryans. They tried to get Jim Harbaugh. Like it's not all or nothing. With D'Amico Ryans today. So I again, I know people are talking about the Broncos, the Broncos, the Broncos. Like the Cardinals had a chance to close with him, not just for Thursday, but like you had 72 hours. You had a window. And my guess is that there was some kind of miscommunication when it came. I don't even think it was the draft capital. I'm going to guess that it was Michael Bidwell because the reports right now, 18 to 21 million I saw floating around by a Denver reporter. I would guess that that was the, the sticking point. And then there's even talk, God, that Vic Fangio could join him in Denver. I saw that, yep. that that's not like a done deal. Those are checks Michael Bidwell probably didn't want, didn't want to write. That that's If I had to take a guess, Bo, because there's too much time. Today's Tuesday. I mean, Cardinals had him in the building on Thursday. And at that point, the Broncos were trying to woo Jim. They just met with Jim Harbaugh. They, they were trying to pivot to D'Amico. Right. The Cardinals had a window. And I think, I would imagine Sean gave them an opportunity to say, meet all my demands. We can work something out. My right. guess is it was just, it was too rich for Michael Bidwell. And that's unfortunate because nobody in the fan base cares what you pay Sean Payton. It's not our money. It's, it's Michael Bidwell's money. And I had a source tell me last week when I messaged him that super tapped in, I trust, uh, and he's right more often than not saying, Michael Bidwell, I, I cannot, I'll believe it when I see it when he writes a check that big. And I, I think that that's what it came down to. And that's disappointing, right? I mean, if, if you really want the best for your franchise, if you want to compete for a Super Bowl championship, to hoist the Lombardi and, and have that honor and get your your organization, the heights that even his father didn't reach, didn't come close to, but yeah. he maintains. And, and you sit there on Black Monday and you say, uh, with the firing of Cliff Kingsbury, this I think the message was saying, we don't want to settle for mediocrity, but now we're sitting in here uh, here on uh, January 31st, going into the 1st of February, where the Arizona Cardinals have to do pretty much a hard reset. I mean, we don't know where the organization is with not, if they it, it, tent, you know, I mean, it really feels that way because they, they talked to Mike Kafka, the, the giant giants offensive coordinator today reportedly. And then they've got the two Bengals coordinators the next two days. And then you got to start to think about at this point, three of the five vacancies are filled. Why not just wait until the end of the, after the Super Bowl and continue to cast that wide fucking net that, that you said you were going to cast and talk to everybody, talk to the, to the team that reaches to the top, the top of the mountain. I mean, talk to both those coordinators in Philly, maybe even talk to somebody from Kansas City. Because I think they want to do some dog and pony show during the Super Bowl week. They want to have somebody the to trot out dead, on it. The dog and the, the dog was put down. Yeah, and set the to the glue factory. Pony was euthanized on the, the track. Oh, Jesus. That's, it was that's awful. That's, that's what this is. What, what has happened was the Arizona Cardinals wanted to play in this sandbox, right? And it, it, things have gone drastically wrong. I mean, as far as what they, who they wanted to target and how they were played by Denver. And then they didn't even get an interview with, with D'Amico Ryan's, you know, one and two, as far as the consensus one and two, as far as the head coaching candidates. And, and they, they talked to Sean and then days later, the team that was dead and out of the running pivoted. No, to I, guess, I guess we'll jump back in. That's what it felt like. It's like, yeah. Denver was like, I guess this is available. It's like if you go to like, what's a department store that's way out of our price range, right? You go to a fancy department store and you're like, oh, I could afford this, but I don't really need this. Right. And then you go and then somebody else is like, oh, man, I'd love that. And they got their coupons out, right? And their Groupon or whatever it is. <laughs> and they just can't 
fork over the money. They're like, oh, God, that's next month's rent, right? right. I got to buy groceries. I need bread and eggs. And then that person's like, I guess I'll go back and buy this, you know, this dress. You want to buy, buy a suit, handbag. right? You want right. to buy a suit, a suit that you could get married in, a suit that you could go to job interviews in, a suit yeah. that would you just look like a million bucks and it would do wonders for this. you. And you just, you got sticker, you got, as far as the sticker price, you, 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 you were scared of it. And, yeah. you know, that, that's unfortunate. But, you know, I, I think what hopefully we'll find out is, you know, were they were they in the conversation with, with Sean Payton or was he utilizing the Cardinals for leverage? I don't think I don't think Cause so. I, I didn't buy hook, line and the sinker. And you can look up the receipts and uh, all the shows we did last week. I wasn't con- completely convinced Denver was, Denver was out of here because of how right. things were, were going with them. They were striking right. out. They look like Mark Reynolds from the D-backs a couple of years ago, just whiffing at every single, every single pitch, every fastball, every curveball. They were swing, taking big hacks, and they were coming up empty. I will give my co-hosts immense credit because I was drinking the Kool-Aid, and rightfully so. We had good people telling us it was dead. Yeah. And then on Friday's show, and I think Sunday night's pod, you're like, until the Broncos hire somebody else, they, they will be a sleeper for Sean Payton. I cannot put that to bed, and I – I, I give you immense credit, Bo, because I was I was ready to to put them down, and mm-hmm. I was under the impression Fox or 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 bust Fox or Arizona. And again, when you saw how adamant he was on Fox NFL Countdown, he was going to coach. It's like, well, shit, he just met with the Cardinals, mm-hmm. but w- where did it take a, a poor turn? We all put, perked up our ears in the worst way possible when Monday morning the Cardinals were sending out all the flares. Mm-hmm. meaning all the requests for interviews, we got to restart this. Whereas Denver, you got people tongue-in-cheek saying they're going big game hunting. Well, and then they didn't put any requests in. Of course, this is, you know, I woke up today, you know, there was smoke, there was fire. I, I texted Bo literally 20 minutes before the news broke. I was taking to get my car fixed, and I was just like, I'm just preparing for a tweet. The tweet's coming any moment. And then our GM, Saul Bookman, just group texted us expletives, but it just, at the end of the day, it wasn't just him telling us how we were doing. How poor yeah. was <laughs> it wasn't just him shooting yeah, at Usually it's like, F yeah, guys, nice job. I, I would say the hardest thing to, to grasp, and I try to put this in a tweet because I genuinely believe it. When we were doing our shows early last week. It was like, we like Dan Quinn, we like Brian Flores. You know, Sean Payton, a lot of the fan base had soured on him. The, the asking price, right? The bravado. Maybe he didn't have a spot. But then when you have the dog and po- pony show Thursday, and he's there for so long, and we get word from Kyle Odegaard, friend of the, friend of the program, he's meeting with all the big wigs with the Cardinals, and he leaves with Michael Bidwell that infamous video of him leaving the facility. <laughs> it's like people are like, well, you should never have gotten your hopes up. I- I'm sorry. Like, I don't operate like that. Like, I'm going to have renewed hope with my franchise that I cover, that I that I love that they're going to do the right thing. And to be cynical here since late October, early November, that they had never had a shot for Sean Payton. Like I, I was never going to operate that way. And so it's fine. People can think what they want. If you didn't want Sean Payton and you're celebrating, I'm happy for you. I'm envious of your position. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you want to gloat today and say, Hey, you guys didn't know what you were talking about. We were never getting Sean Payton. We're going to have to agree to disagree brothers and sisters, because I don't know how you you watch what transpire on Thursday and not think they had a re- realistic shot to get him. And for whatever reason, it just didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, and rehash it all as, as far as, you know, 
why we thought that it logically made sense for Peyton as far as the situation and how Michael Bidwell had, had kind of changed things, the perception of this organization uh, in a short span. But he clearly has a long way to go in, in changing that perception. I mean, I think yeah. that that stench, it's going to take more than just, you know, washing it a couple times. Like Monty Austinfort, Dave Sears now is assistant general manager and whoever they tab as the next head coach, like they're going to have to, they have an uphill climb as far no as doubt. changing the perception of this organization. And it's going to take them uh, finding consistent success in, in building rosters and in, in building confidence, not only locally, because, you know, I think that this was a miss. I don't think it's one that, you, you know, you can't come back from, but it, it is one to where uh, it's it, it's just another, it's another notch, right? It's, it's another strike against the franchise and that's unfortunate. And, and I see people joking around, you know, like we can't have nice things and stuff and, and that's fun and stuff, but now it's time for Monty Austin for to, to kind of get serious and figure out who the next leader of this, this franchise is. And yeah. you're, you're not competing with the Colts for God's sake. If you compete with the Colts, that's that's not what you want to do. You're you're not in that in the same situation. All, all these guys are in the same boat. Like not, all these remaining right. coaches, they're all in the same tier. There was an A tier that consisted, I believe, of D'Amico Ryan's and Sean Payton. Right. And then there was a B tier that I would have included Dan Quinn and Brian Flores. And if you want to include these coordinators from Cincinnati, that's fine. I'm not sure I'd include Mike Kafka. And then there's the bottom tier that has Vance Joseph in it. But right. in all in all honesty. Listen, we're talking, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because Thursday, like I, it's almost like, yeah, I would rather them not have ever met because then <laughs> it's like, it's like, I would rather not go up to the girl at the bar and be rejected. Right. I wish I had just kept reserved, but what did we say? And I, again, I'm not trying to put a gloss over this. I'm pissed mm -hmm. off. This sucks. We're in this together, but we asked for a couple different things when the season ended. Fire everybody, get rid of Steve Kime, cordially move on from Cliff Kingsbury, hire an external GM, let him pick his own people, and make a run at Sean Payton. And if and I, these are small wins, and these are baby steps, they did all those things. If you mm -hmm. watch any of our programming, if you're new to us, welcome. But if you've been with us, we thank you. I mean, we have we've cleared every hurdle so far. Today was the first real defeat that we've had since probably Kyler Murray's torn ACL. Because, I mean, even when they were losing at the end of the year, we were gaining draft capital in the process. We were gaining mm -hmm. a Will Anderson. So I, I think that it's it's okay to be upset and be disappointed. But in the grand scheme of things, Steve Kimes not running this team. I, yeah. and, I would, and I would argue that from a personnel side of things, there's, there's a lot of good stuff that can still happen, especially if we find out, Bo, that whomever they hire was truly Monty Austin Ford's hire. Yeah. And we're going to get into who, who we think that they could, you know, pivot to. And, and we've we've talked about, you know, Kafta. He interviewed today, and the two DC, OC and DC from from Cincy are going to be in the next couple of days. And maybe they add to that list because, like I said, with Indy, you know, because it's it's you're not even competing with them. It, it's now just take your time and make sure you got the right guy. And have yeah. you have you interviewed everybody that you've wanted to interview because of the way things have kind of played out? And, you know, did Gannon feel like he was a, a shoe in potentially for Denver? And, and, and like, I, I, I have trouble giving credit to Denver here. Like Denver was obviously no. not, 
is it was not as sought out. It was not the top of the trash heap. It wasn't the best job. Ryan said no to them. Jim almost said no to them twice, twice. And, you know, Sean Payton, I, you know, I don't know what it was. I don't know what that was last week. If it was just a negotiation tactic on both sides where it felt like that thing was just dead, dead. Uh, but you know, the reports are, it was multiple reports that they, they tried to a hail Mary today to talk to D'Amico Ryans. And then just like last off season, when they didn't get Aaron Rodgers, they immediately pivoted to plan B Russell Wilson. And now the Sean Payton, but here, here's what I, I guess that's a, that's irrational, but I want the Cardinals to play in that sandbox too. Like we should strive for this the opportunity, right? You just don't, you, you get them in your well, facility, but, like, but you have to the make sh- the play. You have to, you just, you don't let them leave. Right. But think of the sandbox they're playing in Harbaugh, Peyton, D'Amico. Mm-hmm. We're not leaving this coaching cycle without one of them. That's what Michael Bidwell, the approach he should have taken. So while right. I give him a pass for not sealing this deal, you fucked up because you waited to, to talk to D'Amico Ryans. You right. interviewed Frank oh, Rice Vance. I mean, D'Amico no, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, okay. though. Hang on. All right. You inter- you you <laughs> opted to interview Frank Wright and Vance Joseph first. That was a mistake. You brought in people like Aaron Glenn before D'Amico Ryans. Your first calls. Yeah, but we, we know, know right now that D'Amico Ryan was never. Ca- I don't care. I don't care. The fact that you couldn't get an interview with D'Amico Ryans and he said, guys, it's too late in the process. I'm out. You fire Cliff Kingsbury Monday. You need to be putting in requests for the A-listers Monday night. And we asked them to do that. Right. And they took their time. Vance Joseph should not have taken up real estate on their interview schedule. He just shouldn't have. But I I don't think you should give him credit for, for... even asking. I mean, they requested everybody, right? They, they pretty much got the interviews with everybody we wanted. And then, I mean, he still doesn't have any game. He doesn't have any game to close that. And we've said that he doesn't know how to win. He needs somebody to help him. He, and hopefully the people that he's running, you know, his front office can help him do that. But I, I mean, just listen, it is what it is at this point. They're going to have to hire somebody else. And it looks like it's going to be from a, a pool of candidates that they will literally know for like a span of a day and a half. They're going to hire somebody from this group of three. Right? Did you have well, a chance to track that Brian Flores? Yeah. Why do you feel like Flores is an illegitimate opportunity? Because he's in the senior bowl with you talking to the Minnesota Viking general manager. That's fine. He's Fucking keeping hire, hire him. Was, what are you was, doing? <laughs> that was before. The news broke before it was just an absolute fire drill with Sean Payton. The news breaking there. And by the way, as my plane is taking off, I told you it was going to fucking happen like that. As soon as like we're wheels up, my phone's going off on the plane Wi-Fi that we've got uh, Sean Payton going to the Denver Broncos. I, I think what didn't rap rap sheet say that, you know, it, it was it was shaping up that way. And then Schefter immediately said it's done. It was basically a done deal. We saw yeah, they went at each other today. What do you feel like? Uh, you feel like the the compensation, as far as what the you would pay that? Of course. Yeah. I would say. It's how, do, how do you feel like having that full, all that ammunition for this offseason still there now? I mean, if even the coach is worth a shit, if the coach is good, I feel great. But if the coach isn't Sean Payton or an A list coach, not an A list coach in the headlines, but an A list coach, we're sitting here. 
24 months from now, hopefully we're still doing this show for PHNX. We're sitting here 24 months from now, and the guy's got a 330 win percentage. I'm not going to feel great about it. I'm going to say, you know what? Probably should have given up that draft capital. And I saw people like, let's educate ourselves. People on Twitter saying, well, the Cardinals didn't want to give up the third overall pick. Turn your brains on. That's not what the price tag was. Denver's pick and our guy Howard Balzer, gophnx.com, beat reporter for the Cardinals, put it perfectly. Like Denver's first and Arizona's second were almost the same pick. You could have given them pick 35 or 34 of whatever it is and a pick next year and and it's done. The compensation, it was not the issue. It was the fact that Michael and Sean could not probably come up with a number or Sean wanted something that Michael wouldn't give him. Right. Or Sean just didn't want to be the Cardinal head coach. That's what it comes down to. It did. Well, yeah. Mickey Loomis, that, that whole thing. Come on. Michael Bidwell, they trade first round picks like they're candy. They gave <laughs> away a first round pick for Hollywood Brown. They used a first round pick on Robert Kimdichi, who jumped out a window. They used a first round pick on Michael <laughs> Floyd. Who had a like, like, let's, let's stop Pearl clutching our right. first round pick here. Hey, I can get Sean Payton, who won a Super Bowl and was has a 600 win percentage, but you got to give up a number one pick. They fucking light picks on fire here in Arizona. Don't talk to me about picks. Michael doesn't care about that. that what he cares kind. about is his bottom dollar. And if his margins are red, we got a problem, Sean. But here's another problem. You got to get people that want to come and watch this team. Yeah. So you better find the right coach to do that. Do you still feel like we're leveling up from Cliff Kingsbury, regardless of which direction? I mean, I I think that you can kind of, you can have that silver lining, right? But you don't have the guy because I saw it from our DMVR guys and it it made me six just following them the entire time. I had to to turn it off. They're spiking the football, even though they, they felt like that ship had sailed last week. But, you know, congrats to them. But, you know, yeah. Sean Payton is the perfect coach to help Russell Wilson or resurrect Russell Wilson. I'm like, no, that's what we should have been saying about Kyler Murray. Cause, cause Sean, I mean, when you think about Sean Payton and his, the end of his tenure in New Orleans, he had a wash Drew Brees. Now he, he, this is going to look more like the end of his tenure in New Orleans than it did like the, the glory years before, like the years that they were going 13 and three and, and just rolling through the South and having all sorts of success. Like he's got another washed old quarterback that he's going to have to figure out how to tool that offense around and, and not get completely torpedo drive after drive. Like they're not like, I'm sorry. I love DMVR. I love those guys are fantastic. Follow all of them. Zach Stevens yeah. and company like it, him going to the Broncos for me as somebody who watches the league impartially does nothing for me. Like the, the NFC West is trash at quarterback. And if Kyler Murray's right and playing it like a top five to seven quarterback, Sean Payton can re- could have recaptured what he had in New Orleans. I don't care how the rest of the coaches are. Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert play in that division. And I think the, the Chargers are going to be way better with Kellen Moore. And Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are, are Joe Montana, Peyton Walsh, or and Joe Montana and, and, and J- Walsh 2.0. Well, Bill Walsh 2.0. Bill Walsh, yeah. like, like, you're not, like, you're not beating that, right? With Russell Wilson and his noodle arm, he's in his 30s. He's expensive. Like, do, do I think they'll be irrelevant? No, I think they'll make a wild card. They'll be interesting. But, like, I think there's a better chance. If he, like, coaches for 10 years and they get another quarterback in, like, the second half, then they've got a shot. But, like, immediate success? No, I don't think that's that's happening at all. And I, You rooting against it, Peyton? No, I mean, it's I a— am. It, <laughs> I am. 
Bo Bo's <laughs> Bo's been ready for this because I feel like Bo has has he's sung the fact that it was going to be Denver, and so I think the hate has built. I don't feel like co-host. I didn't know that. I wasn't convicted oh. on that. I just felt like they were a threat. They were always a threat, but no, I I, I just, will. The way that he played this out, like I, I can see why people have obviously don't love Sean Payton. There, there's a there's a bit of an arrogance to it, right? Yeah. The way that he I loved am. he loved people just chasing after him and being the story day after day. But I, I mean, this is not the magnitude of when Manning went to the Broncos. That that's just, I was true heartbreak and pain. No, I just mean that that was that was more of an impact football wise, like. I don't – they're not beating the Chiefs. The Chiefs are right, a right, nice right. Yeah, they're just, not, it's not going to be the opener in, in right. Russ throwing seven touchdown passes. Right, like right. They'll, be, they'll be better. Yeah. But, I mean, like, they also don't have any picks. You know, they're a couple injuries away. I mean, that last year with 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 Peyton, they were an average team. They were 23rd, I, th- I think, in offense. Like, I again, I'm, this is not a homer set play by me. There, it's it's a better fit in Arizona. I will I will die on that hill than in Denver. Outside of if the owner's cheap as hell, then that's not a good fit for Sean. And then go go get your money. I I don't know. Um, do you want to do some ad reads and then talk about these candidates? Yeah. So are we officially ready to move on? Because I I need to talk about something that makes me happy, and the folks at DraftKings <laughs> make me happy. Um, so right now on DraftKings. Uh, they have taken the off-season odds for the Arizona card on the Arizona Cardinals, and they've lit them on fire uh, for the next head coach. They aren't available anymore. Um, they were the last remnants of the coaching search that you could get them this morning. Um, they're gone now. Uh, but good news for you is you can bet right now on Super Bowl Fifty Seven using the DraftKings Sportsbook app, slamming the promo code PHNX. New customers can buy five dollars on Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Get $200 back in free bets instantly. That's only at DraftKings. Whatever you want to do, whether it's Gatorade colors, coin flips, you want to get ready for some props. This is your first time using DraftKings. God bless you. Welcome, friends. Download the app now. Slam the promo code PHNX. You don't even have to win your bet. Five bucks on Super Bowl 57. Spread, money line, over, under, whatever. You get $200 back in free bets instantly to reinvest. Make money on DraftKings with the DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details, Bo. I'm going to have to drive into Mississippi, fire off a couple of DraftKings sportsbook bets because here in Bama, I can't do so. Me and producer Shane, I, I don't know what we're going to do, get a little action around here. But as far as our airport beers, we had a couple of tasty Four Peaks beverages. Thanks you to uh, the Gate A, the Terminal 4 out there. We, uh, we went to Four Peaks, had a couple beers before we got on our flight. The airport beer is nearly unmatched. I, I don't know, maybe the shower beer uh, is up there as well, but uh, the the after after work happy hour beer is up there as well, but Four Peaks has every beer that you're going to want. Uh, I had the Sun Brew today. I think uh, Shane had the uh, one of the IPAs. Can't go with wrong with Hazy or, or Raj that they have going on over there, as well as Kilt Lifter. You got the Wow Joy Wheat Bus. Uh, it's all fantastic. You got to ch- check out everything that they have at Four Peaks, and you got to check out Four Peaks itself. Uh, you got the big game coming up. Great place to watch it there. You got the entire atmosphere. Nothing beats drinking a cold one and watching the game. The suns are heating up. Coyotes are playing well. You got, uh, I don't even know if that's true. I don't know if the Coyotes are playing well. I got to check more in the PHNX Coyotes. Uh, 
<laughs> and you got now now you turn your attention to to March Madness, figure out which uh, college hoops teams are going to be the ones you want to bet on and uh, fill your bracket out for. But here's here's one thing I don't know to be true, even though I don't know jack shit about the Yotes, is that Four Peaks beer is unmatched and you want to have a couple of them while watching the game. Check them out. Fourpeaks.com and check them out. H Street in Tempe and they're uh, in their facility on there. The brewery. It's awesome. Jason, I appreciate you, brother. We're going to have a draft party. I want everybody to come out to. It's going to be the party of the year. Everybody's invited, and we're going to celebrate Will Anderson in style. Um, so uh, <laughs> keep, that on your, keep that on your calendar. Can I just say one more thing about yeah. not I Sean say a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, want to, I want to speak to everybody here. we got 340 people here. God bless you. We're doing this late. Uh, Bo and Shane, we're traveling. We're going to get you the best Senior Bowl content imaginable this week. Slam the like button. Um, we're never going to apologize for for shooting big on this on this show, and we're never going to apologize for trying to hold the team accountable um, because there are there are some places that um, concede with same old Cardinals, and then there are some places that would say unrealistic, not going to happen. Um, we're going to root for the best here because we want the best for this team and for this fan base, all of you. Uh, and if our of our show, which has been growing every day because of you, is able to get more eyeballs on the fact that the Cardinals need to get their act together, we're going to do that. Um, and if we didn't, then we wouldn't be doing what's in the best interest of this fan base. We're here to be objective, but also hopefully make a little bit of a difference. So again, for the people who are like, you should have never been talking about this since last October. It's just, you have to find a different show. That's not what we're going to do here. We're going to shoot for, shoot for the moon and maybe hit some stars along the way. And speaking of stars, you see any stars in this uh, head coaching search for the Arizona Cardinals the remnants of it, if you will, they've reset. And I texted Bo today, and I'm going to tell you who, who I think is the front runner for the job right now, knowing absolutely nothing. But you had an interesting response. You did not believe that the 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 favorite is necessarily going to come within this group of of three men. Why do you think that? Because this team has their sense of urgency. They're, they're just saying like steadfast with their approach, right? They've, they've laid out their plan. And even though they had a guy like Sean Payton at their facility, they didn't have any kind of urgency to sign him. Or they, they continue to move forward with this and, and interview candidates and cast that wide net. And mm-hmm. why, if, if they've gotten this far and all you have between you and the best of the remaining crop is the Colts and they don't, they seem hard pressed to bring back Jeff Saturday because their owner wants to do so then why not just figure it out? Take your time. What's what's the rush now? I, I know that you obviously want to have a, 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 a coaching staff in place, but mm-hmm. you still have time to do that. You're probably going to, I think you can get an extra set of OTAs with new coaching staff and get everybody up to speed. If you trust Monty Austin for it to take care of the roster building, you'll sh- you should be fine. So uh, just, I think if you made it this far, just Wait, you know, do your interviews the rest of this week. If anybody stands out to you, if you like it, if you think he's the next guy, pull the trigger on that. But if you want to talk to Gannon, if you want to talk to uh, Stetchin, if you want to talk to anybody from KC, do it. At this point, what's the, what are you what are you going to miss out on? Well, I, Jason in the chat, Flores could take a DC job, Bo. What if Brian Flores calls right. Monty Austin? Well, I mean, says, I, yeah. I love you, Monty. Peyton's Peyton's gone. So yeah, if you want to set up a second interview with with, with Brian Flores, the Arizona Cardinals have the ultimate trump card now over these guys that are going to vie for Brian Flores as a defense coordinator. Like you, you can be the Broncos in this situation and say, "Well, we." But gotta, how long do you let you him wait? Be a, you don't want to be a head coach. 
how long do you let him wait for? As long as he wants. Or as long as as long as it takes. If he wants to be a head coach again. I I don't know. I to me You think going and Kirk co- coaching a defense that's gonna have Kirk Cousins on the opposite side of the football is a, is really I, like Trump's being a I head think, coach? Well, no, but I think it's a, he was a linebacker coach last year. I think right. that he he's gonna be courted as a DC. And I think that that's a step up for him in a lot of people's eyes. Now, of course, you don't want to, you know, disregard an opportunity to, to coach a franchise. But I don't know, man, like if the Cardinals were blown away, quote, blown away by him in 2018. Mm-hmm. And what did he do since then? He won nine and 10 games, respectively, in his last two years and, and was fired from Miami. Right. And there were reports that he was difficult. There were reports that ownership wanted him to tank. He has a lawsuit out against the NFL. But he worked under Mike Tomlin this year. He's the only person left that has significant head coaching experience, right? Legitimate, recent head coaching experience that you can point to and say that guy had success without a quarterback, with a shitty roster, with questionable ownership in a tough division with Josh Allen and Bill Belichick. Like, why isn't he the head coach? Especially with all of the mindset Michael Bidwell tried to instill on us cutting corners and Monty Osmond says no ego egos. It will be a very difficult sell for me pieces of the fan base. Cause there's plenty of people out there. that don't want Brian Flores. Now, if you feel that way, you know, more power to you, but like Mike Kafka over Brian Flores, I, I just cannot get on board with. No. And I, uh, I like the two coordinators for Cincinnati, but they would not be my choice over Brian Flores. Lou had the better unit, but he's mm-hmm. also 56 years old He's never been a head coach. He was coaching at Purdue not too long ago. Purdue in the Big Ten. He wasn't even a coordinator. He was a position coach, right? Was he around when Rondell Moore was last healthy? No, he he was actually, (laughs) he was on the regime like two regimes before that. It was like 2011 to 2014. And then Brian Callahan, you know my issue with that. It's just like he rubbed elbows with Peyton Manning as an assistant. And, you know, then he keeps getting promoted. Right. And Zach Taylor runs that offense, which, by the way, can be shaky. I just to me, I don't know what the hesitation is. I feel like if you got a a, if you were going to hire Brian Flores and you got a definitive no, which they got from Sean, because that's when they pivoted. Just hire Brian Flores on Monday. Just just bring him back in and and start the paperwork and hire him on Monday. Yeah. And then you would have softened the Sean Payton blow with your fan base. Everybody'd be sitting here. That's, that's tough. We got our guy and they went out and got him. But the fact that you're doing these interviews this week for the first time, and you're just kind of grabbing all over the place, what's happening. And the fan base is like, I'm sorry, the Super Bowl's next week and you don't have a coach. And you're sitting here at the, you're in musical chairs with Jim Ursay, who's trying to hire, you know, a former offensive lineman with no, with no coaching experience. I, it's not a great look for optics and Michael's not good at that. They talked to Brian Flores a week from, from Monday, right? It will be two weeks from this upcoming. That might as well be a decade ago. It it feels like it. It does. It took years of off of all of our lives, right? Especially with the Sean Payton sweepstakes, getting new life in between there. But I, I would, I would assume that when they talked to him on Monday, they said, look, we're going to interview all these guys. And then once we finish talking to everybody we want to, want to talk to, we'll circle back to either set up a second interview or see where we want to go with this thing. And they still have to talk to, to Lou Anarumo tomorrow. And then they got Callahan on Thursday. 
So at least finish those interviews and then make a decision on Friday. Start to figure out who the legitimate candidates are from here. And, and you have to, like you would hope that they have a really good idea of who it is. And I, I, I am now in the camp of Team Flores. I, I don't think that that ship has sailed. I think that he he's un, has the understanding. I don't care that he was sitting there and talking to Minnesota Vikings people because he probably knows that things can go awry. Like he looked like he was getting a text from Bill Belichick congratulating him on the Giants job last year. He talked to the Houston Texans. He seemed like he was going to be a front runner for that team. And that's why the lawsuit came into play. So I think he, he knows that he's not going to count his chickens until they've hatched. And that I, I believe that he's he's still once the DraftKings odds go back up, I would I would bet that he's the, still the front runner. I hope you're right. The man that was right about Denver being a, a ghost uh, in the, you know, in the wind for for Sean Payton. I hope you're I hope you're right. I'm, I'm not as optimistic. Little Dreezy 13. Thank you so much. Five dollar forty nine super chat is Monday. The latest you guys think we'll have a coach. Um, no, I, I mean, shit, man, little dreezy. I thought they were going to have a coach last Friday and, uh, they're doing interviews all this week. Uh, so I hope, I hope they make a decision Thursday night. I hope they get done with Brian Callahan on Thursday or whomever, Lou Mar- Armadillo on Thursday. And then they, and then they you have then to learn they his also, name at some point. No, I won't. No, I won't. Unless he becomes the coach, I'm not doing it. Armadillo and they say Armadillo sorry we're gonna go with Brian Flores I hope that they hire I hope that they hire somebody else Thursday night or Friday but but if they if they want to interview John Gannon he's he's on a one-way ticket to Phoenix here uh on when is that when are they they probably come to town Saturday or Sunday Monday yeah. I don't know so it it I see people in the chat. If it's VJ, will not renew my season tickets for next year. I've, it is big time. It's an extension of Cliff Kingsbury. It's it it completely makes what Michael Bidwell said on Black Monday null and void, and will fall upon deaf ears until what two seasons? Right, two seasons max. If if VJ is the guy going forward, unless he completely yeah. just changes everything that this organization has done for the last four years and and is able to. Uh, rebound from his 11 and 21 tenure as Broncos head coach. I mean, I just, there, there's no way that you could sell the fan base on Vance Joseph head coach. There, there's just no way. Is this true? You can't interview Gannon until after the season, after the Super Bowl, or can you do it the week of? I, I've seen, because I thought I saw that, um, I thought it, next week, but I don't know, maybe. Yeah, hopefully it's not next week. And hopefully you're right. Somebody in the chat that I missed your name. I apologize. Uh, That was because they got knocked out of the playoffs. The Niners did. That's why Mike McDaniel was hired February 6th. So, uh, yeah, I mean. Little Dreezy's got another super chat here. Flores will most likely be our coach. I don't think he will pass up another chance. I agree that I don't think he would pass it up. But I think it's a bad look if you don't don't hire him. If you're Brian Flores and you want to play hardball and you want to say, hey, look, uh, you either hire me tomorrow or I'm going to the Vikings job, you say, okay, well, you're passing up an opportunity to be a head coach. Go, go have fun in Minnesota with Kirk cousins. Don't treat, don't treat my guy, Brian, like that. I'm not into well, that. No, I know that that's if he's playing hardball and he's not, he understands that if he wants to be a head coach, he's not going to do that. I mean, how many DC jobs is he, is he in the running for? Didn't Cleveland well, hire somebody was, and then Atlanta yeah, hired somebody. Atlanta. Yeah. So it's just the oh, Vikings or the Cardinals that are, that have interviewed him and he's in the running for a job. Yeah, if I if, if I wake up tomorrow and he's the new DC in Minnesota, though it's it's not going to be good. So, 
we've got the two Bengals coordinators. I'm not going to say the name because you, you just disrespect Lou, poor Lou Anarumo. I call him Lou Armadillo, Armadillo. And then you got Brian Callahan, big Tom Callahan's son. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Bill there are a lot of puns right? to use. Yeah. Right. And then Bill but, Callahan's and, son. Yeah. You got Aaron Glenn in the mix still. Uh, we had Jonathan Jones from CBS Sports put out. You know he he's got a history with Kyler Murray. Stop. He's so, got one. Hey, people just, who are doing that, I know you're saying that. I'm not blaming you. Stop with the people it. saying that. Like he would be a great fit there. Don't tell me so and so would be. Tell me they're going to connect with him. He's a realistic option. Stop doing Don't that. Don't do it, Jack. Don't call him Armadillo either. I, I, I hate. Uh, that's my least favorite thing. Man, he'd be really good for Kyler Murray. You know who else would be? Sean Payton. And he's not the coach. Okay, so, like, let's not. Aaron, Aaron Glenn, did you that's see? That's what I was getting to, Jackson. Is, as far as uh, Averro, uh, the defensive coordinator from, from Denver, it seems like, you know, if they're going to play and bring in Vic Fangio, you know, is Averro going to be looking for work? Is he going to get a second? Minnesota, I'm talking to Averro. If you're who? If you're Minnesota, you want to talk to him. Yeah, for you sure. Want to talk to him. I uh, here here's a here's another problem that Michael Biddle is going to have if he dips his toe back into the VJ Avero pool and Aaron Glenn. The Broncos went big game hunting and told all those candidates, "No, thank you." They like put out a press release like, mm-hmm. "Hey, David Shaw. Hey, Avero. Hey, all these guys that everybody thinks wouldn't be a good fit. You, you're not in the next tier." Like, if the Cardinals then go. The dollar ninety nine bin DVD bin at Walmart dumpster diving, and they're like, "Yeah, this is our next head coach." That's a terrible look. Like they get Sean Payton, and you're going into that DVD bin that's got all three Fast and the Furious movies, and that's your <laughs> new head coach. That that's a problem, right? You gotta you gotta come, and that's all due respect to those guys. But that's the, the Denver Broncos literally were like. Get away from us. Please stop. We're either getting D'Amico or we're getting Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton. And the Cardinals are like, I want one of these guys over here. <laughs> Terrible. That would be aw- Don't do that, Michael Bidwell, Monty Austin Ford. I've got, I've got more respect for you than you're going to go back in the $1.9 DVD bin. <laughs> Sorry. It's been a long day. I've been waiting for the show all day and Bo and Shane have been traveling. I, I, we, we have 400 people in here having a good time. But yeah, we've we've I've, we've lost control. Um, Mike Cap could do anything to you. No. Oh, <laughs> uh, you have to laugh because sometimes oh, I got these rants coming at me hundred miles per hour. I just drove two hours through the fog in the night, yeah. and then I got you calling a respected defensive coordinator armadillo. Yeah, everything's wet here. It's damp. And Alabama, beautiful, gorgeous. Oh, yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. Oh man, I mean, Mike Kafka, Mike Kafka, thirty second please. scouting report. Go. Too far removed from Andy Reid. You can't sell me on that. I mean, yeah. you say he was the quarterbacks coach for Patrick Mahomes. You know who also was tied to Patrick Mahomes, Cliff Kingsbury. I just, I need more experience than one year as an OC for the New York Giants. And hey, he turned a piece of crap Daniel Jones into a guy who was a decent quarterback. That. That that's not a good enough sell for me. Like yeah. there are more distinguished candidates than that. I I mean I would. That's why I would say you, you stick around and see what Gannon tells you. What Stetchin, what he did with that offense, with Philly's offense, they're an absolute just wagon right now. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, please talk to Shane Stetch. He, he's a, he was there when when Justin Herbert came in the league. He's worked with some really impressive franchises, quarterbacks. Uh, that that's I mean, light years ahead of what what I've seen from Mike Kafka. Mike Kafka is too too similar to Cliff Kingsbury. Like I don't know how you would trot him out there and be like, this is this is not Cliff in disguise. It's Smith Mingsbury. That's what it would be. It would just it would be a fraud name. It'd be the Scooby Doo mask that you'd have to rip off. Like, hey, I was around Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, guys. You remember that? And I was also with the coach of the year this year, Brian Dable. It's like, it's it's like it's almost it's got some Adam Gase vibes to it. Right. Remember when Gase was with Manning? And he just kind of was lingering around. He was that guy yeah, that Mike would linger. McCoy and Adam Gase, they, they yeah. had that on their resume. And people were like, hmm, this, this looks good. It's like, no, it, it's fraudulent. It is completely yeah. fraudulent. Good. I mean, when you look at Cliff, <laughs> That's good, Jason. Jackson in the chat. Cliff Queensberry. I mean, yeah. It, so if, as far as the offensive guys, I'm, I'm going with, with Steichen, and then I'm going Callahan, and then I'm Kafka far down there. And then if, as far as the defensive guys, Flores – um, and then Lou, yeah, Glenn VJ. No, no, I'm I love, sorry. I love how you're adding names that they have never yeah. talked to <laughs> as, as if they could really talk to them. Cause it's true. If our guy in the chat's right and they can't talk to him for like, two the weeks. The ghost like, of Don Shula. Uh, it's like <laughs> today's the 31st. It's like they put in the interview requests to talk to people for the first time on Valentine's day. <laughs> like, it's like we, Bo and I are trying to take some time off in mid-February. Cardinals like, nope, we got first interviews this week, guys. Don't you dare take off this week. We got to talk to Shane Stetchen. Um, here's my hierarchy. I don't know. If if I'm just being honest, like Lou Armadillo. But you haven't been honest for the last 40 I'm going to be honest minutes. with you right now. Lou Armadillo had the best resume this year. His defense balled out. Yeah. Name one star on that defense. He's he's a great defensive coordinator. And he runs a 4-3, which I think the Cardinals personnel is better suited for. He's a great (laughs) defensive coach. But he's 56. Like, I don't know, ageism, I don't want to go down that route. But, like, are you (laughs) going to capture lightning in a a bottle with, like, Bruce Arians again? Like, why hasn't he been a head coach? Right? Right. He's not the the rule. And look at Callahan. Yeah. That's what it – Lou's – and I could see Michael Bidwell sitting with Lou and just being like, this guy, I like the cut of his jib. He was in the military. Like, he's going to ship shape us into shape or get us into shape, and we're not going to cut any quarters on old Lou. And it's just going to be like, no, don't do this, Michael. Come on. Brian Flores is right there. He literally beat Belichick with Brian Fitzpatrick. He beat Josh Allen. His defense was fantastic last year in Miami. Like, go and just hire him. Come on, Mike. Just make the phone call. And again, these Cincinnati coordinators, they've balled out. They're fantastic. This, right. this run, Cincinnati's been fan. Like, if I got a pick from this group, like Kafka's at the bottom, and then it's a coin flip between Callahan and Lou. Like, you could talk me into either. Callahan's an offensive guy. That helps Kyler. That's where the league is going. But Lou's, like, I tweeted this out Sunday, not thinking they were going to interview him this week, but I was like, Lou's been fantastic. This I'm mm-hmm. watching this defense. Like, the, the Bengals should have won that game. They stymied Patrick Mahomes and company. They were great. And this run, you go back to that AFC Championship game last year, they held Kansas City to three points in the second half in overtime. They were unbelievable. So, he he's a baller. But I don't know if he's a good head coach. I agree. It, it's a it's a big roll of the dice, and you're, you're setting yourself up for, what, another three, four years, figuring out a first-time head coach. 
that's that's 57 that isn't like it's not a young guy who's he's, he's obviously got you know what he feels works and has worked in Cincinnati it might not necessarily work here but big upgrade over Vance Joseph I pointed it out yesterday as far as what lose defenses were able to do in the second half he gave up just over eight points there was a stretch this year where they just weren't giving up touchdowns in the second half and you look at the Arizona Cardinals they were the worst team in the second half giving up points they surrendered across the 14 points per game in the second half. I mean, it's he's light years away from, and I and I give him the edge over Callahan. I liked what Callahan had. If you look back when we were talking about Cliff's successors in November, I had Callahan on my top five because of what he was able to do in the absence of. Did you really? Did you yeah. have him on your top five? Yeah. Wow. I did because I think that he's impressive. He's got a pedigree. Obviously, his dad was a coach in the NFL for a long time. There, there doesn't seem to be any ties to Monty too. So, you know, I still think Flores has the edge because he worked with Monty for over a decade in, in Foxborough. Did, did who worked for the dolphins for, was it Lou or Callahan? It wasn't Callahan. I think Lou, Lou. worked for Miami. There were always people jumping ship from new England to Miami. It, it at least got exposure to Lou when he was in the AFC East. So again, like, if you had to ask me who I think they're going to hire and if they're going to pull for, I think they're going to pull from this pool. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that they are literally just saying, we're not doing second interviews. We're doing one interview with everybody. And our assumption was, we're not picking a head coach until the last Friday before the Super Bowl. And then we're going to go through and they have like an algorithm written and like, it's Brian Flores, it's, you know, Brian Callahan, whatever you want to do. But I just feel like they weren't, they were not over the moon for any of these candidates or if they were Dan Quinn backed out or if they were Sean Payton said no. And it's like, Hey guys, let's reset. I just, Miami did this last year. Like they hadn't interviewed Mike McDammit at all. And everybody thought Vance Joseph was going to be the coach. Remember that is like, is, is Brian Flores, the Vance Joseph in this scenario. Remember on DraftKings, we thought Vance Joseph, it was saying like, he's the favorite, he's the favorite. And then out of nowhere, he didn't get another interview, and then they interviewed Mike McDaniel, and they hired him right away. Like, mm-hmm. is that the scenario we're going to see here with one of these Cincinnati coordinators? Kafka, to me, you could have interviewed Kafka last week. You had days available. You could have interviewed Kafka on Friday. That was the biggest red flag earlier this week, or Monday morning. Like, so that tells that, me that you're uh, interviewing Kafka late. You're not sold on anybody you've talked to so far. You can The, the Cincinnati coordinators you can sell me on because they just played. They were fantastic. Yep. Kafka has been out there. He's been, he's got this sign over his neck. I'm available. Come talk to me. <laughs> the giants got shit on in the wild card round guys. Look at me. I'm available. And they were like, no, no, no. And then it's like, well, Sean said, no to us. We better get Mike on the phone. Can Mike come out on Tuesday and talk to us that, that that's, that's, they're going to be picking from this group of three. I hope I'm wrong, Bo, but I, I feel yeah, like that's where we're headed. More. I, yeah. Okay. Appreciate it. I hope so. <laughs> If you're if you're struggling with uh, the Peyton news, there's there's one thing that can get you in, in a better mood or at least help you maybe get some sleep tonight. It's our friends over at OG's Brands. OG's Brands, of course, Arizona's favorite cannabis kitchen, and they got all these delicious products in gummy form uh, that you're going to want to check out. No doubt about it. Check out OG'sBrands.com. They got something for every occasion if you're looking for to to get into the gummy game. They got all their tropical flavors. They've got their uh, their new ratio. They've got uh, not the ratio, but they do have the ratio, but they also have uh, their strawberries and cream, which is an unbelievable happy balance that you're going to want to find. And OG's 
they've got this the sleep time gummy as well and you can't go wrong because you can always find like the the orange creamsicle or which are all the tropical flavor watermelon you got the blackberry blackberries and cream i'm just all going all over the place because they've got so many incredible different products that you have to check out follow them on instagram at og's brands and of course look at look them up online at ogsbrands.com check them out in your local dispensary uh you'll find all their products you gotta be 21 years or older but ogs brands are doing some really great things they can take you out of the funk that is sean payton picking the denver broncos over the arizona cardinals i can't wait to hate bet on underdog fantasy everything sean payton and the and the denver broncos i you asked me am i going to root against him i will on underdog fantasy because I'm convinced Russell Wilson is still washed. I'm going to, to, to suggest on Underdog Fantasy, he is going to hit the lower in all of his statistical points and categories. And the only place you can do that is the place that does fantasy sports differently, that being Underdog Fantasy. Again, we've got the Super Bowl coming up, the premier sporting event to bet on on Underdog Fantasy. But if you want to beef up your skills in the short term, friends, dabble with the NBA. High-scoring squad for that night wins that cold, hard cash. Draft up to six NBA players with no positional limits. The Suns are hot. Mikhail Bridges was on fire. DeAndre Ayton looks good. Dabble, underdog fantasy. Like, will Devin Booker hit the higher of, of points in his return? I'm banking on it, and you should too. It's so easy to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com. Download the app. Sign up with promo code, you guessed it, PHNX. Get this. Underdog will match your first deposit up to one hundred dollars again you download the app you use the promo code you get a free hundy if you put in a hundy then you dabble you have a great time underdog fantasy i'm pivoting off a year-long fantasy get in on the action today uh pr max saying colin coward implied that kyler murray may have been the reason sean didn't choose the cardinals i disagree uh i don't think it had anything to do with kyler murray i think kyler murray probably had 10 percent kind of weighted value on it because i think I mean, like if Sean Payton came here and got his way, he could move off Kyler Murray in 18 months. They could cut Kyler Murray. They could trade Kyler Murray after he's healthy. And Michael could say, go get your own quarterback, right? Uh, that's The Denver thing is, is, I think, weirder because Russ is old and washed, but he's healthy, mm-hmm. so they have to play him. Whereas, like, you come and make Sean Payton like your Andy Reid, your CEO, like, go draft a quarterback. Like, if you're worried about – I don't think he's anybody's worried – about Kyler Murray's feelings anymore. That includes Michael Bidwell. And that includes Monty Ford talking about egos. Like, they paid Kyler. He's rehabbing. We hope he's back sooner rather than later. I think it was more like, I just don't think they wanted to pay him that money. Yeah, and as far as Kyler Murray goes, you know, Brian Flores is, you know, involved in this. Did they vet Brian Flores and feel like they didn't? he didn't believe in Kyler Murray? You know, is that part of this as well? Like, do they feel like, when they go through this head coaching interview process, are they getting not sufficient answers on what they would do and how they would approach Kyler Murray? Because you have to find somebody that's going to challenge Kyler Murray enough to get him back on track, but also not just completely crush his career. Like I'm not sitting here and saying that Kyler doesn't need some tough love here. I think everybody's in agreement. Like he needs to take some serious steps forward after taking a couple steps back after some really productive and and exciting seasons. His first three seasons were awesome. Right. And and, and you wanted a little bit more from the quarterback and they got the opposite and and you need somebody to get him back on track. Um, are, Are they, are they not hearing what they want, uh, from, you know, potential head coaches as far as how they're going to get their number one asset, the one that they just invested all this money in, 
back on track? Are they not hearing what they want there? That's that's what I'm kind of curious to hear. And, and I yeah, I'm with you on this as far as Sean Payton being turned off by the Arizona Cardinals because they have Kyler Murray when when he would go take the job in Denver with with Russell Wilson. That is Russell. You can you can. Uh, he might ha- he talks to Russell Wilson, but he he saw the tape. He watched football all 17 games this season, and you couldn't have liked what you saw from Russell Wilson and thought, hey, this is something that's going to be a quick turnaround with just the with some better coaching. Even though you know Hackett was in over his skis, but Hackett just got a job lightning fast from the Jets. That tells you I think people around the league like Hackett. I think he's a joke to fans, but I think I think Russell Wilson's a joke to most people right now. Um, and again, like, uh, Kyler's in a, in a weird position because again, he got paid, but then there was animosity. There was animosity for Michael Bidwell with Kyler Murray. Let's be honest with the homework clause and the situation with cliff and depending on who you want to believe we've had Josh Weinfuss on this program talking about how Kyler and his people maybe were trying to force cliff out. I mean, like, I think Michael Bidwell wants Kyler to be healthy. I know he does. And to be his quarterback, but Michael doesn't want Kyler running his franchise. And Michael has handpicked a new external GM for the first time in three decades. Whomever they hire a head coach, I think they're going to strongly encourage that they that they try to make it work with Kyler. But like if you're seeing progress next year and Kyler Murray's not healthy and you see a lot of good things from the head coach, like that person's going to get the benefit of the doubt. If Brian Flores is hired, Bo, and they look way, way ahead of schedule with a backup quarterback and a lot of the young pieces are molded, and then, you know, something comes out and Brian's, um, you know, getting along with Kyler. I'm going to tell you who I think the owner is going to go with. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to go with the head coach. And again, yeah. I, we're, go, we're way too ahead of ourselves. But like people who, who are not in the know with this team, it's easy to connect the dots of, oh, Kyler, difficult gamer, making money, injury, rehab. Nobody wants to go there. I mean, that's that's just that's not the case. Carolina, with all their resources and all their money, they could draft a huge bust at quarterback. They could draft Will Levis. He could be awful, right? They could go sign Derek Carr. He could be middling, right? Frank Wright got fired because he didn't have a quarterback. So the Cardinals are going to make it work or they're going to try to. But I, again, I'm of the mindset the next head coach does not have to be married to Kyler Murray. We got like a we got like a two-year deal on here. Let's see what let's see what happens in the next two seasons. If we're ending the 2024 season and things aren't good, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? What we saw but- through the first eight games of 2021. You know, we hope we didn't see Kyler Murray peak at that point, and then the NFL played the game of chess, and they never yeah. made the adjustments back. And the the blueprint was out there to beat him, and and it was simple. And after that, he was just not the same quarterback. Like you hope that you you need the Arizona Cardinals to find you know the guy that's going to lead Kyler Murray and challenge him, and then you have the the play caller that's going to put him in a position to be successful. And like the the national perception on this is like. People are going to look at Sean Payton going with Denver and it came down to probably them paying up as much as he wanted. Right. And, and Michael mm-hmm. Bidwell balking at that. But nationally, they're probably going to point to Kyler. Kyler is going to be a bigger yeah. uh, reason for that than what what you're going to hear around here. And, and people who follow this this franchise any like any closer than just the national kind of outlook. If you're Brian Flores. And you tell Michael Bidwell and Monty Austin Ford, I'm going to make every effort to, to have it work with Kyler. And you go and you extend your your hand to Kyler Marin. You go meet with him and you do everything. And Michael Bidwell sees you doing everything. Because Michael Bidwell is involved. He saw the team cutting corners and not responding to Cliff Kingsbury. If he, if he sees Brian Flores 
connecting with everybody else, but there's a disconnect with his quarterback and Kyler's not making an effort, he's going to side with Brian Flores. And there are ways, if you're Brian Flores, to make it clear like, yeah, I'm not going to put up with any shit, but I'm going to give Kyler every opportunity to come in and work his tail off and lead our team because the quarterback's the number one position. And I think he will because he learned from Mike Tomlin, who dealt with one of the biggest divas of all time in Ben Roethlisberger. You don't think this yeah. year under Mike Tomlin aided Brian Flores significantly? Of course it did. Yeah. But again, like, I mean, I mean, we feel, we feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves because Brian Flores, where is he? He's you in know, Mobile. He's with, you. he's with you. Yeah, I'm going to go seek him down tomorrow, hopefully, and say, hey, come back with me. <laughs> I got, I'm going to get in sell, the car, Brian. We're I'm leaving. Gonna, I'm going to sell Shane, our producer Shane's ticket, and you're, you're going to come back with me. Has, has to be done. <laughs> and then Shane's going to take the rental car all the way back. It, it, look, Brian Flores is, is now, in my opinion, the 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 leader in the clubhouse. I don't. It, it almost like when did that change? I mean, we still, even with the Peyton stuff, it, it was still minus one twenty five that Brian Flores was going to be the you're, head coach. In the team. You're in the minority. I think you're in the the vast minority believing that Brian Flores is still in the mix or could be even the front runner. And I want to believe you, but. These interviews this week feel like, oh shit, we got to reset. Why wouldn't you just hire? Like, I let's see. Uh, let's see what do I still have the graphic on here? I want to pull this up. Look at this list. Look at this list. People on audio, I, I'm bringing up the Austin Fort 12. Is that not enough? When is enough enough? How big is this net? Is it like that parachute thing you guys had in grade school where everybody would do the parachute thing? Is that the net? They've interviewed how many 30, people? Dozen. That is what that, that is. They've interviewed eight people. That's enough, guys. I think that's the sample size is there. Higher Brian Flores. Vero, Glenn, Flores, Peyton. I don't need to see any of those guys in the middle. I'm sorry. Lou, Brian, Mike, John, goodbye. I don't want to talk to any of you guys. My next head coach is on the left. He won nine games in 10 games with a with a underwhelming Tua and Ryan Fitzpatrick basically retired. I, I I don't. The net needs to c close the net. Close it. It's not right. closed though. Let's just hope. Look, you think we're gonna hear more tomorrow, or is they're just gonna get through these uh, interviews? Well, you and I went back and forth on that. Like, you thought there was a possibility they could flip a switch, and but they're bringing people in for these. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to burn like Kime was all about burning bridges with players. You don't want Monty's <laughs> reputation to be, hey, Lou, great job. You know what? We're hiring Mike Kafka. Don't you just cancel? I right. canceled so the flight. It's like, but... hey, Brian, we got these guys. We, we set them up. We wanted to talk to them. In the meantime, we talked to Kafka. Kaf's good guy, not our guy though. And you know, we're talking to Lou on Wednesday and, and Callahan on on Thursday. We'll get back to you on Friday. Enjoy Mobile. Continue that work just in case one of those guys blows us away. I really hope Mike Kafka shit the bed today. I hope his interview <laughs> was so bad. I, I hope it was so bad. You know, they're going to try to talk themselves into somebody this week because they, they got the TVs on. Like, we know it. They're watching the media and the press. And, like, it's the Sean Payton parade. So, like, and then they got Mike Kafka walking through that door. And, like, hey, guys. I worked with Daniel Jones this year. Ever heard of him? And it's just like, no, no, Michael, come on. He was the uh, darling. He was the bell of the 2019 quarterback class. Did you see those 16 touchdowns we got out of Danny Dimes this year through the year, guys? 
Somebody in the chat's like, Johnny wants Brian as the as the next head coach. That means it won't happen. Listen, I want to be oh, wrong. You don't have, you're not the one that's killing these these coaches. It's not you. K1 now saying Johnny doesn't want Kafka, so it'll probably be Kafka. Here, I want to put a big asterisk over all this. Everything's yeah. better than what they had. Everything's better than Cliff and Kime advance. So I yeah. I will be I will be happier than I listen. We were sweating it out for 12 hours the night of whenever that was when they fired Cliff Kingsbury and Kime. And we got that very, very uh breath of fresh air, eye-opening press conference from Michael Bidwell. Like there it was a little touch and go. Players meet with the media. That that is when I was genuinely means stressed. nothing if he hires Vance Joseph. It all means nothing. Not hiring Vance. Stop. Stop. I don't I'm just like saying, that you say that. until they don't. Until they don't. Now you're putting bad ideas in everybody's head that you called the Peyton to Denver. Now you're talking oh, about. I'm not. I'm just saying. Just like, let's let's make sure that ne- that doesn't happen. Well, I can't do anything about that. <laughs> Write letters to your congressman. Dylan in the chat. Vance, no one's talking to Vance. Vance isn't getting interviews. Well, here's another problem, Dylan. It's like, what do you do with Vance Joseph when you hire one of these other guys and you've been screwing around for a month and a half? And it's like, hey, Vance, sorry, go get another job elsewhere. Oh, there aren't any jobs. Sorry. That I, I don't I think that's a bad look. I also think that there is punctuation <laughs> with being like cordial with these, like they're letting people go. The tight ends coach went to Detroit and they had somebody right. else go to the University of Illinois. But like Vance talked to Josh Weinfuss and thinks that he's got a good shot at getting the job. Like Monty Austin for it, you may need to stop sidestep Michael Biddle and say, Hey Vance, let's have a talk. You're not getting this job. Go and, go and put <laughs> they your don't have to on the waiver wire. Do they not? You know, you know, self-awareness when sometimes. You, when you look at who is the most sought after of the remaining candidates that we barely talk about is Averro. It's really interesting. Like he had interviews with basically all the openings. Who's going to do be something if they hired him just to spite Denver and they're like, watch, we're going to win more games with the guy you didn't want. Who's going to give you the best chance to match wits with Shanahan and McVeigh and Pete Carroll? Of this group? Mm-hmm. You go first. Flores. I think Flores and, and Lou and Lou, like Luke, Lou could lose games like 14 to 10. Like, I think that that's a possibility. <laughs> Like Luke, we could be like, yeah, he really stuck it to McVay. Oh, did you see the offense? Two hundred total yards from scrimmage. <laughs> we got Anthony Lynn coordinating the offense. <laughs> He's like, sorry guys. Colt, Colt gave nothing. it his best. Colt gave it his best today. I saw Colt in the airport today. You did? Yeah, I did. I said what's up to him as I was standing with like Captain Morgan on my luggage. Where was he going? Hopefully, he was just he was he was arriving. And he was following a toddler around and did oh, not nice. look like he was having a great time. Been but there. Uh, as of right now, the Arizona Cardinals QB1. But we, we know that can change. That can certainly change depending on what uh, head coach comes in here. So I saw odds that the Cardinals were the had the worst odds to win the Super Bowl along with the Houston Texans. But that was before they hired D'Amico Ryans. Do you think there's a possibility the Cardinals have the worst Super Bowl odds right now? Which is just laughable. Like... Some of yeah. these teams, like the yeah, Cardinals, the have talent. Still really bad. Yeah, the Bears, weren't the Bears? Weren't they two and one? 
Yeah, uh, we we know the Bears purposely lost games at the end of the year. We knew yeah. what the Bears were doing. Um, and Cardinals took care of business too in a different way. Uh, with um, who was our backup at the end? I can't even remember. I've blocked out that David Blau with Blau, our guy Blau. Maybe give Blau an interview. We watched games with Trace McSorley, David Blau play quarterback to get to a, no. We don't have a light at the end of the tunnel yet. There, I, there, I have no, I have no memory of that. I have, <laughs> the last game I remember is the Charger game. That's it. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe. We were gonna go half an hour today, and this is we're blown away by the response. Three hundred fifty people live on a random Tuesday. Oh. We love you all. Uh, we're back at it tomorrow. Bo's live at the Senior Bowl. He will track down Brian Flores with his phone and try to get an answer before. I'm gonna Brian track Flores. Down Flores. I'm gonna talk to some. So hopefully, get to the insiders that are here. Rap sheets here. Pelisaros here. Hopefully, get some insight on, on what this coaching uh, reset really looks like for the Arizona Cardinals and what the perception is about this team. Like, yeah, what's what's the league? What what are they actually? What's the league saying about this Cardinals job? Yeah, because I would say, depending on who you talk to, there are people saying Denver was the worst opening. Mm-hmm. But money talks. Uh, check out, you know who else talks? Uh, Howard Balzer in words, written words at gophnx.com. Become a diehard. Get 20% off <laughs> all, like, all exclusive phnx gear from the merchandise locker future events. Howard Balzer broke the news that Sean Payton was interviewing, broke the news he delayed with Denver. Um, I was hoping Howard was going to break the, the paint news. He was coming to Arizona. I think if, if somebody would have broken that, it would have been our guy, Howard, but check him out. His articles, 90% are free. Slam the promo code PHNX or excuse me, slam the promo code Howard H O W A A R D at uh, gophnx.com. Um, shows at 4 PM tomorrow back at regular time. We appreciate all of you. We appreciate producer Shane from his hotel bed producing the show and Bo get some rest. My man, big day tomorrow. Looking forward to it, seeing some of these top prospects. I don't think the third overall pick is here in Mobile, but uh, definitely like 35. Is it 34th overall they're picking? Yeah. And, yeah, and then um, obviously Monty Austinfort, with the hope is that he's going to be better later rounds than, than Steve Kimes, so we're going to see some guys uh, later in the draft work out in the, the remainder of the week here in Mobile. Can't wait. Hire a good coach, draft some good players. Let's have a good time. We'll see everybody tomorrow. For Bob Rock, I'm Johnny Venerable. Have a good evening.